You're listening to the Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. In this episode, Jacqueline Harris joins us. Jack is an experienced and respected naturopath with 20 years of clinical experience. Renowned as one of Australia's baby makers, Jack has been helping couples conceive since 2005. She has a passion for helping women navigate their way through fertility, pregnancy and motherhood. With a special interest in women's health and well-being, Jacqueline is both the clinical director and naturopath at Natural Fertility Co. and the owner and director of Spa 180, a holistic health and wellness retreat located along the breathtaking sand dunes of Tasmania's northeastern coastline. In this episode, we talk about Jack's business journey, buying businesses and managing her time. Hi, Jack. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Alison. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you. Very well. That's good. That's good. We've got lots to talk about today because you've got three businesses, yet you didn't start there. Um, Before we kick into it, how about you introduce yourself? You know, this is a really interesting question and it should be a really simple one, but it's actually one because (laughs) of my three businesses that I found myself being really confused about. I think I'd start by saying professionally I'm a naturopath and my focus has been on fertility and women's health and hormones since the early 2000s. And personally, my greatest achievement is that I'm a mum, but those two things intercepted for me that I did need IVF to have my own kids. So my world has very much been, you know, involved IVF and the world of fertility for a really long time. So that's what I'd say, you know, professionally and personally, but then I never thought that I would be saying that I'm a business owner of three businesses, but that's what I also find myself saying now too. Amazing. And also you're a twin. I am a twin and it really is a huge part of my identity. Yeah. You know, there is another half to who I am. Um, my dear husband, we've been together since we were 16, so he knows that um, there is, you know, another person. My twin <laughs> is always there with me as well. What was it like growing up with a twin? Well, I don't know any different, but because I now have twins and I have a singleton, it's really interesting watching the twins grow up because I can relate so much of what I know as my experience of the world to watching these two people do it together. So you end up, and it was never anything my mother created and nor do I with my twins. It's not that I make them wear the same things. Mm. Or, I mean, one of my twins is a redhead and the other is a blonde, so they don't look alike. I'm an identical twin, though, so I do. But you end up seeing the world through the lens with another person, mm. not just, you know, individually. So it is It's really. It is truly special to have someone else to see the world through Yes, and with. I'm just yes. going to ask a few questions. I find it fascinating, twins. My sister's got twins. Yeah. Um, oh, really? What, yeah. What What did you, what career did your sister end up doing? So this is, so she, it's totally different now. She's um, in health and safety. Yes. But she ended up, we, she, we both went to university at the same time. We moved to Lismore because I wanted to study to be a naturopath. So she just, she always wanted to be a nurse, always. And so she came along for the ride. We moved from Tassie to Lismore. Um, and so we both studied alongside each other in that profession. 
And then she ended up choosing to be a midwife once she got into nursing. So there for many years, we were both on the Gold Coast in the end for a while, and I was seeing my fertility patients. There was one woman that Catherine was, you know, down the business end birthing her baby, and she looked into Catherine's eyes and she was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're here. And Catherine was like, really? You know, like this is, you know, anyway, they realised that she thought it was me. So oh. she thought because I was because I was one that helped her get pregnant yeah. and then Catherine was birthing her baby. So we did both end up for a long time in kind of the, um, you know, the pregnancy world. Yes. But she's just done her master's now all about um it's an amazing piece of work she did about women in leadership roles and how um, to help women get to these places. We really need women to have, um, it's fascinating, um, what companies need to have in place to help women be able to manage everything else they've got in their own life as well as their corporate job. Mm. So even though our roles are really different now, there's so many conversations we have on a weekly basis where I'll our work still really intercepts, like helping women get to where they need to get to by their life, style and work and everything. Yeah, and health, it's, yeah. So it's still really similar conversations but totally totally different things that yes. we've done practically with it now. Yeah. yeah. Has she got children? She has a little boy called right. Ted and for a long time he's, he's just, he's almost four and he's jo- just started calling me by my name before that I was auntie mummy so he literally right. thought yeah because you yeah. do I mean you we are look, we look so similar. similar you are yeah right. yeah we look so similar even now my kids will sometimes look at photos and say which one's you yeah which one's auntie that you know they'll still get confused wow so wow yeah. okay so- special Right, so moving on, because we, we could talk about this all day. It's super- yeah, that's a really interesting topic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so your first business was your Jacqueline Harrison brand, Harris brand. So explain yeah. that. So think- that, I think for me, when I it, it's, it's all just the evolution of one thing. So I just decided to have this, to take my own professional services in my own capacity, in my own business. So I did that under my my name, my personal brand, and that was my one-to-one work, seeing patients, So, which was mostly fertility and pregnancy. And so while I did that, I still had a job managing a day spa. Yes. So I had both in things Tasmania. happening at the same time. Yeah, in Tasmania. Yeah. Yeah. So I had both things happening at the same time. Um, but, yeah, the Jacqueline Harris brand was all my one-to-one work with patients um, fertility and pregnancy-wise. Mm. And how many yeah. years ago did you establish that brand? So I started that in 2018. Yeah. So I'd been doing it working for other people for a really long time and in Tasmania, uh, no, on the Gold Coast, in the Middle East, in Dubai, mm. and then back in Tasmania for a while. And then I had my family and just decided, okay, it's time for me to do it on yeah. my own now, you know, to, to make it work like that. So, yeah, and then within that I also started creating courses and programs to help my clients that I was working one-to-one with. Yes. Okay, so you had web presence, social media, and plus you were seeing clients right. through the spa. All right. Yeah. 
Then, so you focused on that for how long, your, your personal brand, would you say, before? Well, I'm still focusing on it. That's yeah, I know. It's not that it's but, not there, but solely and wholly, it was the only thing that I was doing 2018 through until the end of 2020. Okay. All right. Then. And then when COVID obviously had to shut down my face-to-face work, so I took everything online for Jacqueline Harris, all my patients went into telehealth which I really enjoy. Mm. Um, so that went solely as a digital, you know, platform for me to see my patients that way. Yes. All right then. Up until the end of 2020. Yeah. Okay. So then entered business number two, unexpectedly. Well, unexpectedly. But then when you, I think about it, I guess, yes, it, yes, unexpectedly that it became my own business. Yeah. But not surprisingly because things evolve, mm. you know, other evolution. So when I mentioned that I had been managing a day spa, I, I started that job in 2012 on a golf resort here in Tasmania. And so I kept that role going all the way through up until, you know, through COVID and all that kind of stuff. And then through COVID, you know, have some space, it helps you to give you clarity, we get ideas. And I just proposed to the owners of the hotel, how about I take this business on and make it my own? And surprisingly, they said, yes, as long as you can do it within the next 30 days. And I was like, Right, I think that's when I reached out to you for desperate help. Like, I have 30 days to get everything set up. Yeah. And we did it all in 30 days. And then we launched Spa 180 on the 1st of December 2020. When and negotiations literally happened at the very, and it might have been the very end of October, start of November when we decided. So we literally had the month. Really quick. All right. When, when you reached out to the owners, with that proposition, do you think they were looking to hand that business over to someone? I, I think yes. No, we had, it wasn't a complete surprise to them when I came with the proposal because yeah. I had said to them, you know, maybe a year or so before that I had ideas of what I would love to do um, and, you know, I would love to consider taking it over as my own business one day. So it wasn't a complete surprise that I brought it to the table again but we hadn't really entered into serious discussions about yeah. it at yeah. that time. How interesting. How interesting. Because mm. I think sometimes people think, gee, it would be really great to have another business, but they don't necessarily want to set it up from scratch. Um, and in that scenario, you know, they kind of can be in a situation where they go, well, where do I look? How would I even buy a business? Like where do I even start? Because a lot of people come to me when they're wanting to sell businesses. And and generally what we find is that people that buy are generally like six degrees of separation. You know what I mean? Like there's mm. there's a link, there's a common link. It's generally through someone mm. they know or through someone, through someone, through someone. Um, so so I think it's that is what the process that you've described is actually really good for someone if they're thinking, you know, I'd, I'd like to buy a business, but maybe I should reach out to a connection that I already have and see if they would be open to an, that idea. Absolutely. And I think there were a lot of conversations I had at home with my husband about it for a long time before. And, and what I've come to realise through the journey of, you know, also now having another one, another business, is that there's, there's nothing to lose by having a conversation exactly. with someone and a conversation can lead to an opportunity that then you just 
take because it's there. But if I hadn't have decided just to start the dialogue, then I think that I would probably still have a personal brand and hopefully that would have taken on to the point where I didn't need a job as well. I don't know. Or maybe I would have kept both roles going. I'm really not sure. But it was just by acting on a conversation that it opened up another opportunity. And I will say that I do think, you know, I, I actually think COVID had a role to play in this for me. I think that the fact that we had to close this facility, this day spa, for a number of months with COVID, um, that was the opportunity to seize on something as well, you know, because yes. it's like Timing. fresh what's next for yes. everyone. So that I actually think that that was a real I don't know, but I think it was a player in yeah. how things played out for me. Yeah. Now, let, let's just talk about the most incredible view and location that this spa is on. It is truly spectacular and it sounds incredibly cliche, but I, I say to people it's it's literally breathtaking. So the name Spa 180 is inspired by the fact that we absolutely have a whole 180-degree view, ocean view out in front of us and not like in the distance, literally there is a golf course, like green and an ocean right in front of us. And it sounds so cliche to say that it's breathtaking, but literally when people walk in the door, I, I hear an audible, <gasps> it, it completely takes people's breath away. And after having come to this same place of work since 2012, when I was working for them, not before it was my own business, it's still... Every day I still look at it. I mean, I think there's something wrong with our ability to pause in a moment if you can't, if you if you took this view for granted, yeah. you know, to be able to not have, I mean, the, again, this sounds so like, oh, but we have whales at our window and dolphins out the window oh. and seagulls that go past and pelicans and snakes and quolls and all kinds of yeah. things like that out the window too. But um, how could you not? Oh. You know, overlook that part like yeah. it is truly magical mother nature at absolute finest one of the day spas I worked at previously in Dubai it was spectacular like really one of the most beautiful day spas in the world but built to be that way yes whereas here we have a building that happens to just stare out at what mother nature's created and you just oh. you can't make something to yeah. be nicer than that yeah wow you've probably got one yeah. of the best office views in the world everyone says that to me literally yeah. everyone says yeah. wow what an office and yes. I'm looking out the window going truly it is magical yeah. I have a wallaby that sits out here at my window sometimes because we you know still a lot of the, the so I'll be sometimes doing a consultation just like this and then I look and say oh my wallaby's here and I feel like when people don't know where I am they must think is there something wrong with this woman? But there is literally a little wallaby that comes and stares at me oh, through wow. my window. And yeah, no, it's beautiful. So the spa is busy, isn't it? The spa yeah. is busy. Yeah. yeah. So um, the golf course is obviously um, what brings a lot of people to this, the northeastern tip of Tassie. And so we see a lot of partners of golfers. But again, since COVID, we have a different demographic of people, which is um, a lot more just holiday makers. Vacation. Um, finding, yeah, finding yeah. people that want to go to somewhere remote and have nothing, you know, to just enjoy yeah. space and freedom and, mm. you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, no, oh. we have been really busy. Yeah, mm. drunk on fresh air, ocean air. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All right. So that's all. This is all happened very quickly. And then business number three. 
So then in <laughs> and then in February 21, looking at my calendar, yeah, February 21. So when I said mentioned that I first started working in the in the space of fertility in the early 2000s. So in 2005, I started working at a natural fertility clinic on the Gold Coast and um, left that when we moved to the Middle East and always kept in touch with the owner of that business. Um, and then in February of last year, she reached out to me and said, can I? Can you take over seeing some of my clients for me? I need to study. And I was like, yes, of course, I'd love to see them and, you know, mutual respect for each other, the way each other works and that kind of thing. So it was an easy transition. And then again, seizing on an opportunity and having a conversation after doing it like that for a couple of months where she'd refer her clients to me, um, I just said, I'd love to have a chat with you a bit further. How would you feel about me buying this business and taking it over completely because she's moving on to further studies and has um, her own businesses that she's creating too. And it was a very simple conversation that was a yes and then we did our negotiations, worked it out, and then here I am as the owner of that clinic wow. as well. Do, do you yes. think that the conversations for the spa helped you with the conversations when you did it again? Of course. Yeah. A hundred percent. I just had this conversation with Alex, my husband, who's in the spa business with me and this business, like we're in the businesses together. And I said that it's the repetition of these conversations or the repetition of these processes that absolutely makes it easier a second time around. Or even now that we're doing our third website, the first Mm -hmm. time I did it, even little things like that, the first time it was so daunting and now I'm like, oh, I understand the process so much better. This is what we need. Much clearer. Don't need that. Let's change that word. You know what I mean? I feel much more confident about it as opposed to so absolutely a process that I've done once or twice before has absolutely helped mm. me this that time around, without a doubt. So does that mean then that you would do the process again? Like, like once you get all the systems, you know, you get used to managing three businesses, do you think that it would be possible at some point that you might buy for? I don't say that I I don't say that I wouldn't. I think like a lot of us and we're we're multi-passionate, right? We've got lots yeah. of things that spark our interest. But I can say with my hand or my heart that I don't have all the systems and processes worked yeah. out completely yet in these businesses that I feel confident to do it. I've got a list of other ideas in my diary here of things that sure. I would love to do yeah. next. But until I get some of these things yeah. mapped out more clearly, it's not on our, you know, our agenda. Yeah, but you know, I don't say that I wouldn't, but it's not in my <laughs> it's not in my short-term plan. But then if you had have asked me when we took over the spa, which was in December of 2020 if in the March or April the following year I would have offered to take on another business I would have said no mm. so I'm not saying never but it's not in my it's not in yeah, my not for now. Plans right yep. now no it's interesting it's so interesting I've never had anyone on the podcast where we've actually spoken about this where you, where you know you've started your own business and then you've bought businesses along the way to grow them I mean you've got a lot on your plate there is a lot I do on. There is absolutely a lot going on and my brain definitely feels like that sometimes too. You know, like that's why also I would say right now that I would not choose to take something else on right now because I need to get some of these things more clearly mapped out and refined. And because so much of my work is so focused on making sure that each individual that we work with, I work with as a patient or as a guest of the spa, that their unique experience is exactly the way that I want it to be. I need to make sure that I've got everything 
properly mapped out so that continue to stay exactly as I want it to be before I would consider doing something yeah, yeah. else. And I think that it's, oh, I definitely <laughs> acted on these decisions before I thought them all out. Surely you must have seen that in our conversations that we've had together too. I've made a decision, I've leapt, and then I've gone, gone okay, now I've got a lot to figure yeah. out. And now I'm in a phase where I want to figure it all out, figure out some of the little details that I haven't quite finalised yet before I go through another stage of doing yeah. that. Yeah. Are there any, I mean, there would be, but, you know, points in time where you go far out, I really am, I'm stretched pretty much as far as I can be stretched. Absolutely. Time right. management. Completely. Yeah. Everything. And because my kids are still, well, I say still little. I mean, the twins are seven and my eldest is nine. Um, So they're still, I'm still very much a hands on, you know, mother as well. So, yes, 100%. And so for my mental health or physical health or whatever, to keep up with the needs of my family and to keep up with my, not even just my patients, but the team, you know, to make sure that I'm who the team needs me to be as well. I definitely feel stretched and I think that the analogy of saying we're juggling the things works really well because there are times when I have the balls up really well and there are other times where unfortunately I know that I don't have all the balls up in the air and that some of them have dropped down and then I have had to to you know work on something whether that's Mm. I'm so exhausted or the team needs me or something like that so um yeah, definitely I am yeah. stretched. How, how many yeah. days a week are you working at the moment? Are you getting a day off? Well, well I am now. Yeah. So through a lot of last year I didn't. Um, I worked literally seven days a week and I don't mean just on the computer like mapping ideas out or something. I mean I literally was front-facing with patients or with clients in the spa, you know, that kind of thing, seven days a week for the first, say, three or four months of last year and that's also when I took on the second business which was you know crazy and so last year was very much like that kept going I managed to get by the second half of last year we managed to take one day off together as a you know we had Sundays off because that we just needed to so we made that a non-negotiable that we would have one day off a week and that was working really well but then by the end of last year it was not as well and I realized that hang on this is not viable for me to keep all of those roles that I need to yeah. be able to fulfill in my life. Mm. So this year I have restructured my week and now I'm having absolutely two days off a week. Mm. One day midweek and one Sunday and then sometimes I get a Saturday off as well. So there are some times recently where I've had I'd like to say three days off a week, but I do find that I'm still at the point where to maintain my sanity and to get everything out of my brain I choose to take one of those days to map things out or catch up on things but that's because it eases the load for the rest of the time so positively I get two days off a week now that's so good it must be a split weekend but um it's it's manageable like that Mm, my gosh are you getting a good night's sleep in I prioritize that a lot so there are other parts of my life that don't you know I have been a runner my whole life and in the last couple of years I ran <laughs> up until I was 36 weeks pregnant I still ran 8k's a day whereas wow. now I that's the thing that slipped but that's because I prioritize getting longer sleep at the moment yeah. 
and that's it's just one of those balls that's just had to drop because I cannot just figure out how to get enough space in my life for everything yeah. right now. So it's a constant work in progress. That's one yeah. of the things that I need to get back to. Yeah. It'll all it'll all even out in a year. You know, like it's just kind of it's a chapter and a season that you're in for now. It's exactly yeah. the way that I look at it and I already know that from this time last year it's different, so yeah. it will definitely be that way, but I also know it takes conscious effort to get it there. I'm not going to wake up and it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the work that I do now is so that I can set myself up to have yes space away, you know, but yeah. that's worth it in the long run. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. What what's a learning that you could share that you've? <laughs> well, that's a <laughs> one hundred because <laughs> there's definitely one hundred thousand yeah. things that I could share, right? Because because I came as the professional going into business, it wasn't the business person trying to find a business to buy. Do you know what I mean? Like I came at it as the naturopath wanting to work with people. The whole business was a learning curve for me. I think, though, that one of the really important things that I have to keep working at, though, it doesn't, I can't say it's a subconscious pattern now, I still need to find myself doing it, is to take the emotion out of a lot of things that I do along the way and remain a lot more like to step back on it and don't don't react to things, even don't act on things straight away. Mm. Pause for a moment, take some of the emotion out of it, even if I have to have an emotional conversation with, say, my husband because we're in the business together, yeah. before I can take that emotion out. Yes. I can't keep the emotion in things. There are definitely things that that will lead to a not a great call or not, yeah. you know, by, by keeping the emotion in it. So I think yeah. that's a really important yeah. learning. I love that tip. I love, yeah. I love that learning. That that comes with experience. It's hard to remove emotion in business, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. when it's small business because you're, you're passionate about it. So, but you make much be- better decisions if you remove the emotion. So that's a really good tip. Yeah, really important. Great. It, it has definitely been more helpful in decisions, but also for my sleep. You know, you can't take everything in your brain all the time. Mm. And that's, you know, so for my own, it's not just for the business, but for me to function in these roles in the business, I have to take the emotion out of a lot of things along the way now. Yeah. Really, really, really good tip. I think there's a lot of people that will be listening in going, yes, she's right, I really need to do that. Mm. Yeah. And like I said, it takes effort because it's not as, it's, it's not subconscious for me now. It's not like it just happens automatically. Although I have found sometimes it has. You know, I'll be talking about something you can hear myself and I'm not the emotional person talking. It's mm. a very practical person talking and I'm like, oh, it oh, does get easier. <laughs> yeah, it does get easier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, amazing. All right, Jack, where can everyone find you? All over the place. All over the place, yeah, <laughs> lots of different places. I think the easiest place to find me and then if someone's curious about my other business is to go to Jacqueline Harris. So yes. JacquelineHarris.com feeds off to show my two other businesses um, and then I'm on Instagram as Jacqueline Harris. So each of them have their own presence, but that's the easiest way to find me. Yes, fabulous. And me. Jack, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been wonderful listening to your story. Thanks, Alison. Thank you for all your help too.